0: Well, hey, everybody, and welcome back to Qualified. I'm Michelle Heaton, and I'm so glad you're here. Well, by now, you know that here on the podcast, I bring on guests who have been through some really difficult things in life. And I realize that talking about loss and grief can seem negative to some, but the reality is we will all experience loss in our lives, and it will have an impact on us. And talking about it and how it changed us is important. Because when we share it with other people, we can help them. And in the process, it's healing for us, too. So today, I would like to introduce you to my next special guest, Elijah. Welcome, and thank you for being here.
1: Thank you for having me. Hello, everyone. (laughs) (laughs)
0: So, on this episode... We're going to talk about experiencing loss and trauma in the early years and the impact it can have on a person for the rest of their lives. So, Elijah, you're 25 years old today. Yes. But you experienced a couple of significant events when you were in your teenage years. Mm -hmm. And they were life-changing events. Yeah. For background, can you begin and just describe your family life for us? What was the atmosphere like in your home and your relationship with your parents and your siblings?
1: Yeah, my family life was very enjoyable. It was very joyful. My parents were kind of like the life of the party at places. Mm -hmm. And my siblings, I have two older siblings, a brother who's the oldest and a sister, and uh, they have always encouraged me, always inspired me to be myself. And mm. even even in cases where my parents would yell at me for certain things, my siblings would defend me and say, Hey, this is just how he is, or you kinda have to allow him to do these things, allow him to figure himself out. Mm. So my siblings have always kind of had my back, but as did my parents, I couldn't ask for a better family, honestly. Wow. Um They've made me who I am today and I don't know where I would be without them. So yeah, my family life was was really great when I was young. So
0: That's wonderful. Yeah. Well, you did tell me that a major life event occurred in your family when you were only fourteen. Mm-hmm. You want to just tell us a little bit about what happened at that time and what you went through?
1: Yes. So when I was 14 years old, my mother had a nervous mental breakdown, mm. and which caused chaos in my house. We didn't really know. As uh, children, we didn't know what she was going through mm-hmm. or what she had been through in her past years when she was younger so it was a surprise and a shock to us that was really hard to wrap my head around and she's still here today but still have not heard from her haven't seen her haven't been around her because she's still in that state where she is mentally incapable so It's hard at times, but, and it definitely was hard when I was 14. Like I said, I had no clue what was going on. And my dad did the best he could to try and keep his composure and let us know everything was going to be okay. But definitely early kind of trauma and like the first, you know, the first taste of like kind of like life, you know, you never know what's going to happen. So, yeah.
0: And you know, we we talk about loss and trauma, and Mm -hmm. sometimes when we think about loss, we think about someone actually uh, passing away right, or something like that happening, but we can grieve the living, so Mm -hmm. to speak, when someone is not emotionally available for us, right? Absolutely. So you said you were 14, so you were a freshman in high school when that occurred, which is as we all know, is hard enough all by itself. Mm -hmm. And now you're going through this additional trauma caused by your mother's condition. Mm -hmm. So how did you cope with that as, as a freshman? I mean, was there anybody that you trusted that you could talk to?
1: When you're 14, you feel like there's no one you can talk to, even though that there is my family was 100% available to me, but being 14, I kind of kept everything to myself and bottled it up and was not very vulnerable to anyone. And even to my friends, nobody really knew my family situation. So was very just closed off to mm-hmm. people. And when something like that happens to a parent, when you see a parent crack like that as a kid, it kind of... Breaks all trust because your parents are the ones who mm-hmm. do everything for you and they're kind of like your superhero. So when they crack and you see them crumble, it's kind of like, wow, so yeah. w- who can I trust? So, no, I did not. I did not have anyone to talk to and I didn't I chose not to talk to anyone about right. it. So you felt like
0: no one could relate. Right, right. And then and what was high school like for you in general at that time? was it challenging Uh,
1: very very challenging i was not doing well in school um i was in sports but i was on academic probations a lot Mm. and school was very hard i did have a lot of friends and i had a lot of fun in high school but at the same time i was on the inside suffering and going through a very hard time and very heartbroken by my family situation. So I would say high school was very hard ju- due to my mental health, right. you know, during that time. so right.
0: Trying to keep it all together exactly. emotionally and exactly. then also minding your homework and friendships. and Right. So so only a few years later, in your junior year, you experienced another event. Mm-hmm. And this time it was the death of one of your closest friends, who also is my dear son, Sean. And Elijah, you and I were blessed to be the last two people this side of heaven to um, get to be with Sean and say goodnight to him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, how did your life change as a result of Sean's passing? I mean, how did you manage the sorrow that you were already feeling and and then another traumatic event happening.
1: Yeah. Sean's passing was very, very difficult. I have seen death in my family, but those people weren't very close to me and I wasn't very close to them. I didn't know them well, but having a friend pass away and especially being, the same exact age as that friend and them passing, it was kind of a realization. Wow. Life is very, very short. And what does it all mean? And when Sean did pass, I was very, very heartbroken and sad and confused, but also I, I had a awakening or a revelation Mm -hmm. to, live my life the best way that I could because I didn't know when, you know, what happened to my mom. And then Sean, it was like, I I don't know when my time is. Thinking that as a a 16-year-old, I would say I'm privileged to have that revelation that young because I feel like I grew into myself earlier in life. But... That time, that year was very, very hard and confusing and challenging.
0: Yeah, you got there the hard way.
1: Yeah, very hard, very definitely was like experiencing some serious mental health issues, very depressed. I don't know, just sad. Not even just that year, but for years.
0: Kind of brings me to the next thing I wanted to bring up. You and I spent some time together the first year after Sean died, and so many other good friends from high school came here, and you were part of that group, took me out to dinner. A whole group came over and decorated our Christmas tree with ornaments they made in Sean's memory. It was Mm -hmm. beautiful, and I'll never forget that. And then the years went by, and one day I get a call from my friend Lori, and Lori tells me that her daughters listened to a young man speak at their church youth group, and she said he gave his life back to God as a result of his friend's death. And Lori said to me, his name was Elijah. And I think he's talking about Sean. (laughs) And I just, I was so happy. I mean, I was so happy to learn that one of Sean's friends had decided to turn back to God because of Sean's death. So something good came from such a horrible thing. And I would love for you to tell us what went on inside you that caused you to make that decision.
1: Yes. I think what went on was I definitely knew I needed a lot of internal healing and a lot of heart repairing. And the emotional pain was really bad. It like became physical at no. times. Mm-hmm. So I I knew I just needed something. So I feel like it definitely has to be spirituality, whatever that may look like. And growing up, my family, my parents were both Christians. They were both believers in Jesus, but they kind of raised us to make our own decisions and kind of do what we wanted to do once you turn 18 that's on you Mm -hmm. how you live your life is how you're gonna live your life we did the best that we could basically so my sister she had been going to church for a while and she knew that i was going through some mental health stuff Mm -hmm. so she would invite me a lot and i would always reject but there was one day where i was just like you know what i'm just gonna go and i went and i loved it the the people who were there were really cool it was nothing that i thought it was going to be kind of like suit tie vibe <laughs> right but the people were dressed very cool and were just kind of like normal laid back people just mm-hmm. very laid back very chill i don't know it was easy to be there you know it wasn't like I wasn't on edge or anything like that like authentic right it was very authentic mm-hmm. very real so i had kept going repeatedly after that and then eventually i'd give my life to jesus and then they offered a bible college at this church and i did the bible college there served in the youth there wow all
0: um, in
1: <laughs> yeah i was i was all in so and during those years, I mean, even still to this day, I felt so free and genuinely happy and joyful, something that I hadn't felt in a very, very long time. Mm. And even though the things that happens, I still think about them and I, they still break my heart and they're still sad, but the emotion and the response is now different due to my relationship with Jesus. So, yeah.
0: I love it. So what would you say, you know, we talk about lessons in loss and, and that's what we want to pass on to people that are listening. So, What would you say to someone who's maybe like you, who's in their teens or early 20s that's listening that might be in a similar situation? Or maybe it's the death of a friend and they're struggling. Maybe it's a situation like the one with your mother. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's both, like you had to go through. What words of wisdom or advice do you have for them?
1: I know it's hard, but you will overcome it i think the number one thing i want to say is please talk to somebody be vulnerable try to be take baby steps into being vulnerable also seek someone who you trust to talk to I'm a big believer that vulnerability is the number one key to freedom. Mm. Just sharing thoughts and emotions and feelings is very, very powerful. And it's not weak. It's not passive. It's very strong. And it's very brave for somebody to talk about their trauma and talk about their emotions and process those emotions. Mm. That's a very brave thing to do um and it helps it really does
0: and don't you feel like it it really builds trust with the people absolutely yeah
1: absolutely it builds trust and then that is going to help you for the rest of your life Mm -hmm. you know and then you'll be able to help people Mm -hmm. who have gone through the same thing like even me now if i wasn't a vulnerable person I feel like as a 25 year old man, I would still be acting like a 14 year old kid, yeah, you know? Right.
0: Because you were stuck in right, that place.
1: Right. So, I would say whoever's going through a similar situation, vulnerability is is the key. And I know it's hard, but it it is so helpful. Put yourself out there. Yeah.
0: Well. I'm blown away by you because you made yourself vulnerable with me, and you shared this story with me a few weeks ago, and then you were willing to come back and be on the podcast and tell the internet all about it. And we were talking earlier about how many people this could potentially reach, Mm. and so it's our prayer that that's exactly what does happen. And and you talked about helping other people, and actually Scripture talks about that. In 2 Corinthians it says, That we're to comfort others with the comfort that we've received from God. And so I know you've received it. I've received it. And we wouldn't be here probably staring across the table at each other if we didn't have God. (laughs) It's true. So I know a friend of mine just told me the other day, we were talking about loss, this topic in general. And he said, I don't know how people do it that Hmm. don't have God. Hmm. Well, thank you from the bottom of my heart, Elijah. As hard as this was going through those early painful days that we both experienced, Mm. I'm glad we did it and that we found each other again Yeah, and that we'll have many more visits and vegan dinners together. Absolutely.
1: (laughs) Love. Michelle is a great vegan (laughs) chef. Thank Um, you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me again. Um, I really, really appreciate it. And I'm very, very excited for you and the journey of this podcast. Thank you. Uh, But yeah, I'm excited to to be on.
0: Wonderful. My pleasure having you. So for those of you listening, it is our prayer that you too will emerge stronger from what you're going through and that you were comforted from knowing that you're not alone. And as always, I would love your feedback or any thoughts you have about the show. Send me an email at callmequalified at gmail.com or drop a comment below. I'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening.